Welcome to the Freelance Revolution Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Sarah. We're both seasoned freelancers running successful online businesses that allow us the flexibility to live the lives that we want. We do different work as freelancers. We find our clients in different ways and we have different business models. The one thing that unites us is a passion for helping others work on their own terms. We're not here to give you a silver bullet or sugarcoat the work it takes to develop and run a successful business. We're here to guide you through the journey we've already taken, bust common myths about the freelance lifestyle, and give you the support you need to keep going when things get tough. The Freelance Revolution podcast is brought to you by Freelancers Align, our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Did we mention that membership is free? Go to freelancersalign.com to learn more and sign up. Hi, Leah. Hi, Katie. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Good. How are you? Not bad. How's everyone's summer going? It's hot. Very hot. It's very hot. It's very hot. It's going well. Um, Yeah, it's summer so it's fun it's crazy it's busy it's yeah I know summer is crazy I feel like I just booked out I'm like very intentional about scheduling things throughout the summer because I'm like it's such a short period of time and if you don't schedule it it's not going to happen and so I think the rest of my summer like every single weekend has something on it Mm -hmm. and like maybe like into September so it's busy it's for sure busy um Okay. Well, we have Katie Martin with us today. Katie Martin happens to also be my sister and she is, uh, also is a VA for both Leah and I, which we will get into in a second. Um, my lifesaver and accountability for many things. So I um, we'll add that to our title and job description. Uh, Yep. Yeah. I feel like VA is an understatement for what Katie is and does. Um, so what we're talking about today is, um, multiple income streams and I think not just income, but multiple, like, um, having, wearing multiple hats, doing different things, um, not just doing like being like one thing, but how, when you work for yourself, you can really pick, like, I want to be, um, for myself, I want to be a project manager. I also want to be a blogger. I also want to be, um, a coach and I'm able to do all those things at the same time because I work for myself. And, um, Katie has a really interesting journey about how she got to the place where she is, which I'm going to have her tell us about. And then we can talk a little bit more about, um, how this flexibility, um, I think can be a blessing and maybe a curse sometimes when you can like, you're like, oh, I can do all the things and wear all the hats. Um, so Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about where, how you got where you are? Okay. Um, so I went to school for nutrition. So I have my degree in, um, dietetics and after school, well, during school, you know, I was fed all those things that you will get an amazing job after school and it'll be great. So I did get a job right after college and I turned out working for a complete psychopath. <laughs> so I only stayed there for like three months. It's the only job I've actually ever walked out on, on the spot. Cause she was that bad. Um, then I went back to kind of like admin work, which I had been doing throughout school. 
So that's always been kind of my thing is just like admin work, um, doing all of those like little tasks that businesses have. So while I was doing admin work, which actually I worked for my parents, luckily they, um, they own their own business. So I was able to work for them and go to school, which of course they made that very flexible. So luckily they were kind of always my backup plan when I started working for these people who turned out to be complete crazies and I needed to just get out of there. So I went back to work for them for a little bit. And, um, while I was working for them, I continued to, um, look at other places to work for. So I eventually found a nonprofit to work for, um, which did health education in schools. So that was right up my alley. Um, it was super flexible. Um, but again, I was working for a psychopath <laughs> and, but I kind of stuck it out because it was very flexible with having kids and, um, then COVID hit and shut us down. So then I felt like I was back at square one because I, I was the program director and I did a little bit of teaching, but I didn't like love it. And it did make me feel like I really hated working for someone else, especially when you find out that that person you work for is just like not a great person. And they don't actually know how to like treat people and manage people, even though they think they do. So, um, COVID hit, I lost my job. I was starting to get some unemployment, which actually was a blessing because then I could kind of figure out what I wanted to do and take a break. I didn't feel rushed to get back into anything. Um, and of course my husband also, um, was bringing in the chunk of our income. So that was also nice. So while that all happened, my second child was three months old, uh, when COVID hit. And after I had kids, I realized there was like no support for women after you pop out a baby. Um, and so actually someone gave me the idea that, you know, Hey, there's this thing called a postpartum doula. And I was like, Oh, first of all, why doesn't anybody talk about this? Why don't doctors tell women about this? Um, so I looked into it. The training was like pretty straightforward. And also the fact that I had been through it twice, um, both like a good postpartum and a really crappy postpartum. I felt very qualified, um, to do it. And so luckily I started my business. I built my website started the business. I started cold calling other postpartum doulas around me just to pick their brain. Um, one of them offered to talk to me out of all of the doulas that I reached out to. And luckily she was the perfect fit because she had so much work that she was like, um, let me bring you onto my team as an independent contractor. And I'm just going to give you a bunch of clients that I can't take on. And I'm going to help you build your business. I'll be your mentor. And so I worked with her for about a year and was able to build up my business and some clientele. Um, but I did realize that postpartum doula work can be very mentally exhausting. Um, working with, um, you know, fussy babies all the time, moms who are in a really bad mental space, um, struggling. And so I realized I just could not do that full time. It was too much. So I luckily had Leah and Sarah already. I was doing work for them, like a little bit of work here and there. And I called up Sarah one day and I was just like, I am tired of being broke. I'm so tired of being broke. And so she was like, you know, Leah is the person that will help you. So I reached out to Leah. She got me up on Upwork. Um, and within two weeks of just following all of her suggestions and kind of her rules and everything, I started getting clients and I started getting so many clients that I could not um, handle them all, like all the invitations that were coming in. 
So that's when I started um, doing both the postpartum doula work and the freelance work. And right now I'm up to um, probably like five VA clients. And then I actually just recently got hired onto a doula agency. So now I also have that set up where I already, I have someone there giving me clients that I don't have to necessarily look for. And then that's the same thing with Upwork is they kind of just feed you these clients. And then a part of that, I also joined some Facebook groups where I found even more clients. So um, everything Leah taught me was very true that you just need to get on Upwork and just start applying. And that really is what kept the ball rolling was um, not just waiting there and twiddling my thumbs and hoping for someone to find my profile. You have to like push yourself out there. And it's gotten to the point where I had to turn my availability off on the freelance work because I even told Leah today, this morning, she asked me if I could pick up some work and my brain was like, yes, you can do this. You could do this. But my gut was like, do not, you do not have the bandwidth. And I've already had to turn down clients, um, let go of clients. I've had to give up a little bit of volunteer work that I was doing because I was just like, I'm tapped out, which is a good thing. But I think I let it get to a point where maybe I should have realized I was tapped out before I got to this point. So, yeah. But I'm going to interrupt you for a second there. Like you, you were, you were like, okay, I need a client. I need a client. I need a client. You were in that mindset for so long. And then you were like, okay, but then your mindset, I'm sure shifted a little bit. Cause this is how mine went too, where I have too many clients. I don't know what to do, but they could let me go in a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. And then I'm through. And yeah. so then you're like, oh crap. Now I'm like juggling way too much. So it's that like realizing that I'm good, realizing and trusting that process because it happens really quick. Like you and I were just talking a few months ago where you were like just signing up to get started on Upwork. So it has not been that long. When something happens that quick, it takes a little bit for our mind to kind of catch up because we're in that hustle mode of client, 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 interview mentality. And then it's like, okay, I'm good. But what we need to realize in there is, how long or how many of those metrics, how many clients did you have to message or how many jobs did you have to apply for before you got your next client? So now I have it down to a science of, you know, I need to apply for X amount of jobs to convert and to get one project. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just kind of turning it on from there. So now in my mindset, if I lose a client, I know that it takes X amount of time before I'll probably get a new one probably yep. meaning like 90% chance I'm going to have a new client within a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, so, but I'm just totally with you. Okay. Sorry. I just had, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, I think when you think about becoming a freelancer, you're like, there's no way like this, those kind of like, um, a lot of what you guys have talked about on your podcast is VAs, especially are all over the place, but I have realized that I don't want to be a VA just for anybody. Because there are some hot messes of people out there that I don't want to organize. <laughs> and so that's a special kind of VA who does want the hot mess. But like, I don't want the hot mess. So that I think is like important to keep in mind is like, you are, there are a ton of VAs, but each VA has something special to offer that another VA just does not want to do. And VAs, I think the other thing that people underestimate with VAs and project managers like me is that like, <clears throat> it is a skill set. Mm-hmm. So not everyone can do it. Do you think you would 
some people think like, oh, it's just like quote unquote admin work. But someone that's really good at being a VA, that is a very special skill set that not everyone can do. And y'all are in very high demand right now. So I also think that means that you can be super choosy about who you want to work for because, um, because people need that kind of support and people are not good. Take it from (laughs) me and Katie and Leah, people are not good at organizing themselves generally. And when organ being good at organizing things is your skill set, which is not everyone's and that's totally fine. Um, it sometimes gets overlooked that that is that is a discrete skill set in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's good to recognize that, like, you get to choose you get to choose who you work for um, and you have plenty of flexibility to be able to figure that out. Yeah. And I realized, too, because when I thought about doing freelance work, I was like, I really don't like doing admin work, like working for my parents. They own they own a painting and wood staining business. And I'm like, I don't care about wood. And like the people who want this done on their house and the different products, but it was a job. And so that's kind of what I thought freelancing would be like. It's just like this, like boring customer service, like all those things. But then when I started digging into it, I actually was able to find clients who match what my interests are, such as like nutrition, health and wellness, um, spirituality, um, healthy women, all of my clients are either they're like functional nutritionists, dietitians. Um, I have an astrologer right now. Um, and then, and they're the bulk of my work, which is very fulfilling because then I also get an inside look to their courses for free, which is like, you get these like perks when you work for people that you're very interested in what they're doing, you feel more invested in it. They can tell that you're more invested in it. And they, a lot of times are like, Hey, I want you to know what I do for my customers. So why don't you go through my course? And then at the same time, you're also like helping yourself because you're getting what you've been always wanting to do, which is like learning more about health or nutrition or whatever it is. So that's the other thing with VAs is um, don't just go after every, any company, because if I had to work for like a tech company, I would hate every second of it. So that's the other thing to keep in mind is like, that's why VAs can also be picky is to choose what is going to like light that fire in them. That's going to want them to keep doing this work. Totally. Mm-hmm. I've let many clients go, or I shouldn't say let them go. I've wrapped up their projects without offering to stay on with any additional services because I wasn't passionate. Like I will take on a project just to take on the project for the income because I know where my skills are and I know that I can hand them off, but there's, it's a whole, you know, I can do that all day long, but it's another, it's another whole conversation if I want to be a part of their company long-term. Yeah. And I realized that pretty quickly when I was just taking on people, a lot of people at the same time. And I quickly was like, I hate what I'm doing for this one person. And she's a mess of a person. Like she's so unorganized, but I also like, I don't really have, um, an an investment into her business. Like I'm not very interested in it or like what it does. Mm -hmm. So I, it's those kind of things. And then I, I was like arguing with myself about letting her go because I'm like, oh, well, she's another income, but I'm like, I also was like procrastinating getting her work done because I didn't like it. So I was like sabotaging myself. And then, you know, I felt guilty that I wasn't like doing all that I could for her. So that's another reason to let clients go when they're not a good fit. Cause you're just going to procrastinate things you don't want to do. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
tell me about tell me about some of the things that both of these things give you so like the doula work gives you certain things and the VA work gives you certain things how how does that look for you and like um how does that feed into like the balance of your work and your life um well the doula work I feel like I'm making a difference in women's lives and helping them feel more supported during motherhood and also opening their eyes that motherhood is not all sunshine and rainbows and actually a lot of time it's just really hard and it sucks and it's okay to say that and it's okay to admit that and feel that way and um helping them realize that you know what you see on Instagram is not reality that's just a facade and you don't know how much help those people need you don't know if that mom took that picture and then went and cried herself to sleep later like you don't know so i think it's I love that I can like open women's eyes to that and also help them feel more comfortable and confident about taking care of their babies instead of like what a book is telling them what to do. And if they don't do it, they're being a bad parent. So, um, that's really fulfilling. Um, but then it can be like emotionally and mentally taxing. So it is nice to have that VA work where I can just sit at home and not have to go somewhere and constantly try to reassure people and make them like hold their hands and, um, get them out of an anxious state. I can just focus on like some customer emails and um, doing little projects, writing blogs for people, um, creating stuff in Canva. So I feel like I get a balance of like really being in the thick of really helping people with the doula work and then kind of just like letting, being able to let go and use like my creative side and be able to have these great conversations with the freelance work with the women that I'm working with. Um, and then it's also flexible with my kids schedule. So, um, having a two and a four-year-old who are sick, I feel like all the time having freelance work, I obviously would, I can't go to a client's house when my kids are sick. So if I have to cancel on the postpartum doula work, I have that backup, like freelance work that I can do at home while they're napping and things like that. So it's a nice balance. What you're describing is the life of like living your life in harmony, what I talk about constantly, it's, you know, doing things that things that make you feel fulfilled and it's doing what makes the most sense for you. And when you, your head hits the pillow at night, you feel successful, you feel complete. You don't feel like you shoulda, coulda, wouldas, like all of those things are not constantly jumping in your head. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. And you're covering your bases too, because I think that the, um, the, like you said, the doula work, which I think when you first started doing it, you thought it was just going to be like your jam, which still is your jam. But um, not only was it not, was it like emotionally exhausting, but like the, just the money wasn't always there because it's, yeah. you know, hard and you have to like go to their houses and it, people only get pregnant. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. you got to follow that schedule, right. Or not pregnant. People give birth on yeah. a certain schedule. Um, and so I think like recognizing, like starting from the viewpoint of like, I just need more money, which mm -hmm. is like 100% valid, um, also led you to a place where I think like it, it was like, oh, that I actually like, like doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm good at doing, I mean, we all knew you were good at doing that because you were doing it for both of us before that even happened. But, um, I think that it's interesting to just like follow what you need and will sometimes get you to what you want 
Um, and it doesn't always, you don't always think about that at the time. No, not at all. And it, it feels more fulfilling to be able to have a balance because you also need self-care and having the freelance work allows me to have more self-care. I can take a break at home. I can go on a walk and go to the gym. I can just like be like, I'm going to stop working at two o'clock today and just like shut my brain off. Yep, so yep. Ha- just being a doula full-time, and I mean, there's uh, people out there that do it, but it, I don't, I couldn't do that. Cause I also, I'm a, I am an introvert on the inside. So there is too much people time in my week. And then I need that. Like Fridays are kind of my day where I'm like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to like do anything. And so knowing that too, where you just know your limits of like, how much interaction can I really take this week and then plan out, okay, that's how many doula clients I want. And that's, what's nice about working with the agency is they pretty much were like, well, how much do you want to work? And I was like, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that's it. I don't want like a Monday through Thursday or like three to four days a week of like doula clients. So finding people and also with the VA work, um, they know about my doula work. So having people that understand that you need this balance Mm -hmm. and know that you're not just like on call. And if they send you a message that you're just going to do something right away is key. Cause if you have someone that's going to treat you like an employee, like you need to be on call and be able to do something at the drop of a hat, then they're the wrong client. If that's not what you want. You got to be super careful with those expectations and those boundaries. And your income is super resilient now. Like you said, yeah. if your your kids get sick, you obviously can't go take care of a newborn because you're carrying all their germs. Yeah. But um, now you have the VA work. And like you said, the VA work, like you can be so choosy about the types of people and the types of companies that you work for um, because you can always pick up another client. So if you mm-hmm. have a client that you like, that just turns out to be not a great fit for whatever reason, Mm-hmm. Um, you're not forced to stick with them as opposed yeah. to when it's like you, that's like your full-time job. And if you have to quit your full-time job, you're, you losing everything. Yeah. And I still, I think I still have some of that. It's almost like PTSD <laughs> from being an employee for so long where you do feel like if a client drops you for some reason, the word is going to get around or something and they're all going to drop you. But it doesn't really like, I actually feel like they have better things to do than to like, if it isn't working out thing to go around, they're just going to be like, okay, I just need to find a new VA. Right. So it is, I do, I'm still in that mentality, like the mentality of an employee. And I even had to do that with the doula agency where I was like, well, how often do you need me? And do I have to be a certain number of hours? And they're like, it's totally up to you. You can even tell us you don't even want to work for two months and you could still come back and we'll have clients for you. So same thing with the VA work. You can technically be like, I need a break and then leave for a month and then come back. If your clients aren't there, you pick up new clients. Yep. So. Mm -hmm. Live in the dream, Katie. Live in the dream. Exactly. With boundaries in place from the get go. Yeah. Katie's our poster child for boundaries because. Well. I'm working on it. Leah, you were like my second boundary this week, <laughs> to be honest. Hey, I, I loved it. It made my, it made me, it was like heartbreaking at the same time, but I was like, yep. yes, yes. yes. I love when you send me the message, like, I know I need to say no. And I totally respect that. It's great. Like, yeah. so exciting for you to feel like you have full load of clients on yeah. your own terms. Yes. yes. That's another thing to keep in mind that when you can say no, that means you're like in a really good place. Yes. Cool. So, yeah. Saying no is a privilege. Yes. Yes. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Katie. I'm going to link several things in the show notes, including um, your doula website, your Upwork like profile. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know uh, that I don't know very much about Upwork. <laughs> I'm also going to link Leah's Upwork course um, because as we all know, Leah is the Upwork queen and knows all the things about Upwork and Katie can attest to that um, for sure. And um, yeah, thanks so much for being here. And any like parting thoughts? Um, don't feel bad for saying no. <laughs> and not just career-wise, in your personal life as well. Like it. Yep. Love it. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Freelance Revolution podcast. Don't forget to check out our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Go to freelancersaligned.com to learn more and sign up.